Welcome to Sylvia Speaks, the podcast you didn't know that you needed. This podcast episode is dedicated to all of my friends who have ever sent me a DM on Instagram, on TikTok, even my friends who have sent me text messages and it has been a week and I still have not responded or opened it. This episode is dedicated to all of you. So although I try and not really focus and care too much about how people perceive me or what people think about me or whatever, you know, whatever that may be, if they are upset that I did this or didn't do this or if they're upset that I didn't go hang out with them, you know, I'm I'm past that. I've reached a point in my life where I don't focus on those things. Like if I say no, it's because of me like that. That's my own boundary. And so I just expect people to respect that. And if they don't, I'm like, oh, don't matter. Like, I know that I'm respecting myself. However, I do want to address this because I do feel really bad that I have genuine people in my life, friendships, you know, that maybe I'm not like super close to them, but they are there for me if I need them to be, you know, they'll reach out, they say happy birthday, they care about my kids, like, you know, different different friendships of that sort and there's a lot of them where they started off as social media friends you know I have a lot of social media friends and sometimes I feel like your social media friends could be a little more down for you than you know your real friends can be I still feel extremely bad when I have friendships you know that I I'm not tending to like there are a lot of friends who have sent me DMs um, and I don't respond I don't open them and then when I do get to opening them and I see how many other (laughs) DMs they sent me you know sometimes it goes months back and it bothers me because I don't want people to think that I'm ignoring them I don't want people to think that I hate them I don't want people to think that I don't value our friendship because I do you know especially if you're somebody that you know that I value you know that like I I'm always giving you, you know, praise. I'm always liking your photos. I'm always there in the same way. The energy is always reciprocated in those friendships. So I would like to hope that these people know that I'm just as down for them as they are for me. But I wonder if me not being as active with them on social media and responding to their messages leaves them with a different perception. So that leads me into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about the nervous system and I want to talk about living in survival mode because I have recently come to terms with the fact that although I am doing an amazing job on my healing journey and I'm doing the work, which is the most difficult part um, of healing, if you ask me, I feel like that's the hardest. Um, For some reason, I'm still stuck in survival mode and I find that this is the case very often, like a lot more often than I would like, especially because I am healing and I am doing the work and I had to sit and like really process this because I'm not going to lie, I still don't understand it. I still don't understand why I haven't fully moved out of survival mode. Maybe that's harder than doing the work. I mean, I know it comes to get like it goes hand in hand, like you got to do the work in order to get out of survival mode. But let's process this together, you guys, because I think 
that we are all a little confused, that we think that maybe we are lazy or that we get stuck in a depressive like cycle. And maybe it's not always that. It could just be that you two are living in survival mode like I am. Before we dig into survival mode and the different um, types of ways that your body could be, you know, I don't know, I guess living in survival mode, um, I want to start off by explaining what survival mode even is to begin with. Survival mode is your body's automatic response to a threat or danger. It is how your body responds. Um, and this doesn't inherently have to be like an immediate danger, like you're going to get hit by something or, you know, something of that sort. It could be anything that your body perceives as a threat. Now, these threats come in many different forms and shapes and sizes, I guess. Like they come in everything. Like your body could perceive literally anything as a threat. For example, let's say that you were in a relationship with somebody who was constantly belittling you or tearing you down and it made you feel small. It made you feel invalidated. It made you feel off, like you didn't like it. And now when that happens to you or something that could even be similar to it, like it doesn't even have to be directly the same, but something that your body perceives to be that, it's going to put itself into survival mode to protect you from that threat. So let's say back to that example, you were in a relationship with somebody who belittled you and, you know, called it joking. And they were like, oh, you can't even take a joke. Like that was just a joke. But you know, like that's not just a joke. You're hurting my feelings. And you've expressed that to this person and you've told them like that hurts my feelings. I don't like when you do that. Please don't do that. And then they call you sensitive and they, you know, they continue to do it. They gaslight you, right? So let's say you do the work and you get out of that relationship and you're like, cool, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not in there anymore. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not with that person. I'm good now. But then you are with your friend and your friend kind of like pokes some fun at you. Like there's some banter and you're not feeling it that day or they say something and it really strikes like a nerve. Like you're like, I didn't like that. That was not cool. And it puts your body into that survival mode like your body remembers when that happened with a different person but it ha remembers it because of how it made you feel and so these traumas these things that we go through our body holds on to them um there's a book i have not read it yet but i heard that it's a great book it's a great read it's called the body keeps score because it does like we could be like ah you know what i processed it i forgave that person i'm over it but, you know, mentally in your mind, you could be, but your body is not. Your body is holding on to that because it was put into a state where it was threatened. It felt danger and it was trying to protect you. And you're like, okay, well, I didn't fight this person. Like, it didn't, like, make me put my hands up and, like, slap them or punch them. It doesn't protect you in that sense. It protects your nervous system. So what that means is that it will kind of put your body in a different state. So there's either fight or flight, and there's also freeze, and I believe there's also fawn. Um, one of the ones that like, I think, I think everybody kind of knows what a flight, fight or flight, I can never say that right, oh my gosh, what a fight or flight 
response is, right? It's like when you get an adrenaline rush and something happens and you're like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay here? And do I like freak out or do I like book it? You know, and that's, I think what most people know about fight or flight, but your body can be stuck in that, in that cycle in other ways. So let's go back to that same example. You know, your friend kind of triggers you with a comment that they made some banter and your body, your nervous system is reminded of when that happened with an ex. And so your body, if you um, normally go in like a fight or flight, your body could either, you know, react, which is fight. And it could like tell your friend off real quick. Like you could just jump on it and just, you know, tell her like, what the fuck? Like, why would you talk to me like that? You know, you could just be quick to react. That would be fight. Or you could flight. You could run away from it. You could like shut down and just be like, wow, you know, like and get really hurt. So that's normally what, you know, I think people think of when they think of the nervous system and the different ways that your body reacts. However, fight and flight while those I feel are like more in the moment, fawn and freeze are the way that your body reacts, your nervous system, you know, continues to stay on that cycle, even if nothing has really happened to you, even if there wasn't like a direct event or something that somebody said that triggered you. When your body is constantly stuck in survival mode, you will start to notice different things like in your body, um, physically, emotionally, and mentally. But I believe that you really see the signs of living in survival mode um, more in your physical state. And I speak this from experience because I live in constant pain. I'm always hurting. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I work out. My, my muscles are sore, but it's like muscles that are consistently sore. And I'm like, I know I didn't work that muscle out. Um, a lot of tension. Your body will store a lot of tension when it is stuck in survival mode. You will feel it in your shoulders. You will feel it in your back. You will feel it in your hips and in your jaw. These are all the areas where I have a lot of pain and I kept knocking it off as something else. Like I thought, okay, well, I grind my teeth at night and I thought, you know, it's not like horrible, but it's definitely like where I apply pressure. I'm like just clenching my jaw. It's like really tight. And I'm like, oh, you know, I thought maybe it was just like something that was normal because my mom is like that too. And, you know, she wears like a night guard and I just chalked it up as that. But no, your jaw is not meant to be tense like that. Your jaw is tense because you're in survival mode and your body is trying to survive. It's like trying to protect you from this. So it's tensing up because it, it, it senses danger. So it's like trying to prepare you for what's next, right? It's trying to like keep you on, on guard, not being able to sleep. Um, I definitely have a lot of issues with like sleeping or sometimes I'll wake up like in the middle of the night and I'm like, why? Um, but yeah, these are all the ways that you would notice physically that your body is stuck in survival mode because you feel the tension, you feel the pain and the inability to be able to sleep, you know, right or good. Emotionally, you are going to feel off. You're going to feel very irritable. You're going to feel like you just have the weight on your shoulders and, you know, any little thing can like set you off. And so when you notice that you maybe are a little bit more irritable than normal, um, it it could very well be because your body is just like 
in that survival mode. It's like in fight or flight or something. And it's like trying to protect you. And you're just like, ah, like every little thing is like, you know, becoming a huge deal. Even if it's not a huge deal to your body, it feels like it because it's perceiving any, any little thing as a threat. So now about freeze and fawn. While I do believe a majority of us do spend more time in like a fight or flight um, type of survival mode, because I mean, I think that's just like what ends up happening. If it's a situation, we have to either decide if we're going to, you know, our body's going to fight or if it's going to like run away. Freeze and fawn are things that can also happen simultaneously or after the effect, you know, after the fact. So for freeze, um, what I notice, and this is how I know that my body has been living in like a free state, even when I'm like by myself. Um, if you feel lazy, if you feel like you've lost motivation, if you, if it's really hard for you to just do something like a simple task, like something that will take you five minutes, but you're like putting it off. You've been putting it off for days, weeks now, something so simple, um, that that is probably your body and also a free state because when you're stuck in that survival mode and you're stuck in that free state it feels scary to even do that thing even if it's like paying a bill it's like grabbing the bill opening it you know whatever it is you know it, i don't i don't have i don't struggle with that per se but for me it's going back to the title of this episode it's responding to messages that's where i notice my freeze and going to bed on time and also like doing simple things like okay after a shower I'm like all right I get in my I get in my room and like I start doing my nighttime routine and if I sit down and I just start like thinking I could be stuck there for like 10 minutes so I try not to I try to like be mindful and just keep going. But these are all the ways that I notice that my body is stuck in that free state, especially the messaging part. I have not, I have not figured that out yet, but I don't know what it is. It's like my body perceives my DMs as a threat. Like I get scared by these DMs and it's so weird because these are people that I genuinely, you know, I like, I, I like my friends. I like these people that I built connections with. I do want to communicate with them. I do want to reach out. I do want to see how they're doing. I do want to check in. I don't want them to think that I don't like them because that is beyond the truth. Um, I, I, I genuinely like these people and it's just so difficult for me to open the DM and respond to it. And I get stuck there. And so sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can't even like be on social media because that's so fraudulent of me. Like I'm here posting things on my stories, but I can't even respond to my friends and their DMs. And I can't even like respond to the comments under my photos, like not to the creepy ones, but to my friends that are like hyping me up. Why is it so hard? And it's so hard because my body perceives it as a threat. Now, why it perceives it as a threat, I have not understood that yet. And that's something I want to process with my therapist because I don't get it. I don't get why I'm so afraid of my DMs. Um, when I think about it, I think maybe it has something to do with time because my time and the way that my days are spread out, especially during the week, I feel like I, I don't have 
a lot of time to just sit there and be alone and be by myself and do what I need to do. You know, going to school, going to work, having a commute with the girls. Like, I just feel like I have a lot on my plate. So to add having to force myself to continue, you know, these conversations or to make these connections or to reach out to these friends, it feels very time consuming, which it, it is and it can be like the times that I have attempted to go through a couple DMs, you know, next thing you know, 30 minutes has passed and it's like way past the time I should be going to bed. So I think that that has something to do with why I get so hesitant to respond and open to my DMs. But there's times where I'm sitting here doing absolutely nothing on a weekend and I could be opening those DMs and responding to my friends and communicating with them and checking in with them. But I get afraid. I don't do it. Like my body's like, no, it's so scary. Don't do it. Now, fawn is when you feel like you basically have to people, please. Like you have to like agree. Um, that is exactly what fawn is. Fawn is being a people pleaser. So if you are a people pleaser, a recovering people pleaser, whatever, then you can relate with this. Like if you are hanging out with somebody and maybe that person puts your body in survival mode, example, an ex, a toxic friendship, whatever. And you guys are talking and they say something and you don't agree with it. Or maybe you say something and they don't agree with it. And then now you have to feel like you, now you feel like you got to backtrack and kind of like, you know, second guess what you said and like rephrase it to like be in a way that they will find acceptable. That is you in a fond state, my friend. And yeah, I, as a recovering people pleaser, I do find that that happens to me often still. And it's okay because awareness is the first step to, you know, recovering that, to healing that, to getting better from that. Um, and once you're aware, then you can acknowledge when it does happen and just be more mindful for when it could happen again. Um, we're not perfect. We're human. And these things are going to continuously come up. Like when you heal your trauma, you're not healing it like a, a wound and it's going to go away forever. Like it's something that stays with you. You just learn how to cope. You learn how to deal with it and you learn how to manage it. And that is exactly what you do when you're healing. And so when these setbacks happen, you can't be tough on yourself. And this is also a reminder to me because I do beat myself up a lot for not pouring into the friendships that I have the same way that my friends pour into me. And it makes me really sad because I don't want these people to think that I, I don't care for them. I really do. I really do care for you. And for all of you who are listening, who are friends of mine, who have seen me posted on my story, you know, my podcast and who are listening, like you are the ones that I hold like near and true to my heart because you have supported me through everything, through all my my business ventures, you know, through my keto baking, through when I was going to do body sculpting and that just, I, I didn't have as much of a passion for it after the fact that I thought I would, you know, and then even this podcast, like anything that I decide to do, you guys always are there supporting me. And I would hate to not have that support anymore just because I can't get over my message anxiety. And that is something that I am definitely going to be working on this month um, because I am, I've just become, made myself a lot more aware of it. And I know that it's, it's an area in my life that I want to fix. 
And along with that comes better sleep because (laughs) my sleep schedule is a mess. Like I do not get the rest that I should be getting. And I know that rest and sleep are very important. Like they are, they are the most important part of your health. Like you can eat right, you can go to the gym, you can do all of these things. But if you're not sleeping right, your body is not recovering. And that's where I lack in my, you know, health routine and just my overall life. Like I need to sleep. And I know that once I get myself out of this free state and I can, you know, not be just stuck in my head and like where my body's like frozen, I can put my phone down and I can like lay my head on the pillow and just go to sleep. I know that I will feel so much better in life. So please, friends, hold me accountable to it. I will come with an update, you know, after I've been like doing work and I will let you know how it's been going. But um, keep me accountable. Ask me, have you been getting your eight hours of sleep, Sylvia? I sure hope so. So to end this episode, friends, amigas y rivales, (laughs) I am not ignoring you. I'm just dysregulated. My nervous system is dysregulated. But you know what? I hope after this episode, we work together and we both regulate our systems and we both just utilize the tools and the resources that we have. And we don't, you know, we try not to be so hard on ourselves. And we are going to get through this. We are going to be more regulated. Regulators. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Thank you for being here as always. Thank you for sharing. And if you liked the content that you heard today or any of the other episodes that you've heard, please, please, please subscribe to the show. Rate, like, review, share with your friends, share with your mama, share with your tias. And speaking of moms and tias, Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas that are out there, whether you have living children, whether you have dog children, whether you don't have living children, whether you're a bonus mom, whatever kind of mom you are, any kind of mother figure that you may hold in somebody's life, I wish you a very happy Mother's Day. All right, and I will talk to you guys next week.